Welcome to Radio Menea. I am Vero Valletti Flores. And I'm Miriam Soila Perez. And on this podcast, we bring you a mix of mainstream and alternative Latinx jams based on a different theme each week. And today's theme is novella feels. Yes. I'm really glad that you agreed to this, Veto. <laughs> I feel like I came up with it, right? You did. In, in an unusual turn of events. I know, I know. <laughs> Somebody's kind of joining team feelings over here. <laughs> uh, well, by the end of the by the end of the program, you'll see where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no surprise there. No surprise there. Um, yeah. Well, if 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 you might be one of the few listeners out there who doesn't know what a novella is. Do you want to explain what a novella is? But oh, man. <laughs> I know. Yes. Um, a novella is basically a Spanish language soap opera, but mm-hmm. soap operas in Latino um, entertainment are very different than U.S. soap operas. Yeah. I guess U.S. soap operas just like never end, no. right? Like no, I don't think so. General Hospital, Yang and the Rest, Days they just like go lives. on for like yeah. Decades. Yeah. A novella is like just for like a few months. It's like six months, really intense. It has a beginning, a, a dramatic arc, and an end. There's very sort of typical tropes and some newer novelas that are starting to break those tropes, but usually are very like poor girl, rich guy, they fall in love, it's hard. They are usually not together in the middle of the novella, but then like the poor girl becomes rich on her own, maybe, and then in the end, there's a wedding, <laughs> right? <laughs> or That's a funeral. Like most novelas. <laughs> a wedding and a funeral. Or both. On the same yeah. day. <laughs> I didn't realize that um, there are only six months. Is that really true? All of them? Are that short? No, no, no. That's not true. I mean, that's just like about how long they are. They're like, I mean, in Venezuela, we had this novela that was just like totally legendary and different from all these, all the novelas up until that point. It was called Por Esas Calles. Mm -hmm. And it talked about poverty and um and class and things that novelas in venezuela didn't usually talk about novelas are another thing that's interesting about novelas is they're usually about wealthy people right they're about like the wealthiest um sectors of latin america and then maybe dipping into like oh and then there's like this girl who's poor and like a little bit of like that but it's mostly about wealthy people and right. uh, that novella wasn't and that novella was like it lasted for like a year and a half or two years maybe and I remember like thinking that like that was like a really long one but yeah. usually they like go on just for a few months they're yeah, like a mini series like uh, yeah yeah and I, I mean I think the thing about novellas too if, you, if you're not Latino or don't know like they're way more popular I feel like than soap operas in the US like everybody watches them yes yeah. It's true. So the song that we've started with is called No Es Una Novela, and it's by Monchi. <laughs> <laughs> it's by Monchi Alexandra, um, which they're a bachata duo from um, the Dominican Republic, obviously. Um, I mean, not all bachata, but they are definitely from the DR, and they're one of the kind of original mm-hmm. bachata groups to really popularize bachata outside off the island um but so even though the title of the song implies that it's not a novella really it's about 
the sort of theme of the song is like, no, this is actually real love. Like this isn't, you know, this isn't fantasy. This isn't drama. Like this is actually the real deal. It's not going to disappear. Right. And it speaks to like just how big of a deal novelas are, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just like, yep. you know yep. exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Like you've seen them. Yeah. This exactly. is not that. Yeah. <laughs> but like bachata has such a, I mean, you could pretty much pick any bachata song and it would work for novella feel. So unlike Vero, who had some trouble finding songs, I had so many to choose from. <laughs> Because pretty much all of the music I listen to could be categorized under a novella feels episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, these two are amazing and they're definitely like classic bachata. I brought one of their songs, the Orlando episode. Um, we didn't talk too much that day about them, but they, yeah, they really did help popularize bachata off the island. They were the first bachata performers on Sabado Gigante which I didn't know until I was researching this. Um, but that, wow. makes, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I saw somebody pointing out like that their lyrics in some ways are more romantic than a lot of the bachata um, out there, which is a little bit more like bitter, man-scorned kind of thing. And I think something about <laughs> the, yes. the two of them singing yes. to each other lends itself more to like a more sweet kind of romantic feel. But... Yeah, these two are amazing. The video is really classic. You should definitely watch it. Um, and uh, sadly, this group broke up a couple of years after this song came out in 2008. So they are no longer performing or making yeah, music. Yeah, they were good. They're like they're like a bachata classic. I know. They're so good. Are there any novelas that, you, uh, that you've watched that you loved? So here's the thing. I actually didn't grow up with novelas. I don't, you know, and I should ask mm, my, Interesting. I should talk to my mom about why. I mean, I think part of it was that we were in North Carolina in an era before mm-hmm. you could get, um, like now you can get any television station you want, but at the time, like you couldn't, we couldn't get Spanish language TV. So I actually don't think it would have oh been possible. Oh my God, possible. that's so sad. I know. I don't think it would have been possible to watch novelas even if she'd wanted to, but I actually don't. Like my abuela, my dad's mom, was actually more into like American TV than like Latino TV. Um, like she huh, really, she really loved Murder She Wrote. <laughs> oh yeah, well, my like, parents also loved Murder She one Wrote. Of her That's like shows. an abuela yeah. classic. Yeah, but so I don't actually remember <laughs> yeah. her. I don't actually remember her watching much TV in Spanish. Huh. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that my so I also don't know that much about Cuban novelas and like whether mm. they are a lot of. I mean, obviously, like entertainment as an industry in Cuba was really decimated during the revolution um, just because everything, right. I mean, everything was controlled by the government. I don't know that was, was the Cuban government making novellas, you know? So I don't, also don't know much about that. Um, but obviously like you could, you know, there's definitely like Latinos who watch novellas from other countries and I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. These days you can get access, but yeah, the only time I ever watched a novella was when I lived in Ecuador for like four months in college. Got it. And there I started watching this novella that had the title of it had something to do with like a stuffed animal. Oh my God. I watched so many novelas. So like the Thalia, like Maria trilogy was an early favorite, like Marimar, especially like as like a beach baby, I really loved a lot, Mm -hmm. but there were so many like amazing, like Venezuelan novelas. And by amazing, I mean like totally cheesy and ridiculous, but like I loved watching them because my mom was like such a novela head. My dad was always like, it was like typical, right? Like my dad was always like saying like novelas were stupid but my mom like always watched novelas so uh so so they were always on in the background and I stopped watching them for a while but then recently um 
Jasmine Garst did a story on La Reina del Sur, and it's mm. about how, like, this novela was written by this Venezolana who had been in novelas, and she was tired of, like, the cheesy novela trope, so she made this novela that broke all of the molds that was about, like, this fucking badass drug boss lady and whose entire story does not revolve around a single love interest, which is the way that novelas are usually structured. Mm -hmm. And I watched all of it and I highly recommend. I mean, it's totally drums. It's ridiculous, but it's great. And it's on Netflix. And I just love the way that it ends. Amazing. I should probably start watching novelas because they... I feel like they would fit into like the narrow window of entertainment that I'm willing to consume because the stuff I like I to watch. I think is... that that is correct. I think uh-huh. novelas would be right <laughs> up your alley, Venice. I feel like you need to start watching them ASAP. All right. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. What's your first song? For our well, feels. my first song is also very literal. It is Unusual. called Telenovela. <laughs> yes, it is, but it's called Telenovela and it's by Cablito. <laughs> actually made me think of this episode theme it's not new it's from like 2015 but I just rediscovered it recently and I was like what about novela feels I bet Perez would be into that yes thank you very much appreciate you yes but it's it's so great it's just like talking about how these this romance is like a telenovela like tu y yo una telenovela just a telenovela love which, you know, honestly, if you've seen telenovelas, you will know it seems like the worst, yeah. right? <laughs> like, telenovela love, like, as far as I can tell, is mostly, like, people being dishonest about their feelings and, like, mm-hmm. choosing, like, their own personal comfort over a valid emotional connection or choosing mm-hmm. passion over common sense, which, you know, has a time and a place. Right. It's not what you aspire to. <laughs> just games. Just playing games is what yeah. telenovela love is mm-hmm. about. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. not into games. I mean, I'm definitely romantic, but I'm not into games. No, no. <laughs> no, no. It's not It's not good. It's not like... And, you know, like, being dishonest about your feelings, like, why would you do that? It's one thing if, like... I feel like a problem that I often have is that I actually don't really know what my feelings are, and I find out, like, kind of late in the game. <laughs> yeah. But I don't try and hide anything. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm like Which is, worst. like, a common novella. I'm such a bad liar. Like, I would suck 
I would be so bad. Like, I can't. Yeah, me too. Even when friends, like, want good. me to be part of, like, a surprise, I'm like, don't make me lie. Like, I'll, like, help make this happen. <laughs> but, like, don't make me be the one who's like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner? And then, surprise, there's, like, 12 people there. Like, I, I'm like, I'm not your man for that. Like, I just can't. Like, <laughs> so yes. I would I would be terrible in a novella, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not good, not good. But it's, yeah, you know, like honesty with your feelings is good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I know I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> um, I like this song, though. I feel like you, a couple of the songs you picked for this episode are way more in my, like, genre than usual. <laughs> yeah, I think this is just, like, such a perfect little pop confection. Yeah. It's just, yeah. like, sweet and hits all the right notes. I, I just really love it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the singer is um, Karen Freire, and she's Ecuadorian from Guayaquil. And this project was released under the name Monella. And now I think she's changed her name, or the name of this project, to Cablito, though she hasn't really released any other music under that name, at least to my knowledge, which is sad because I really, really like this so much. But if you do want to hear a little bit more from her, she was also part of a band called Buffalo Moon. And their latest album is from like 2014. Um, it's called Machista, and it's very—it's a very different vibe. It's more like sort of like a punky garage rock sort of feel, but it's got some jams. But I'll be—I'll be sitting here waiting for more Cablito pop mm. confections because it's yes. really just really great, really sweet, really bubbly. Yeah, look at you. Look at you. Yes. Who knew? I love pop, Pérez. <laughs> you know, know that. I know, I know. <laughs> it's not all weird shit for I me. I know. You just don't bring, <laughs> you don't bring that side of your taste much. It's just, true. It's true. I feel like I don't listen to a lot of Latino pop. Yeah. I like, you know what I love? I love Japanese pop. Oh, my God. It's so perfect. It's so perfect. Um, all right. Or well, my next song is called Un Besito Mas, and it's by Jesse E. Joy featuring Juan Luis Guerra. Sé que la luna cuando sale el sol se va, que la dalia más hermosa del jardín. Se seca, sé que el invierno más eterno ha de acabar y las huellas en la arena con el mar se irán. Sé que no querías marcharte, sé que te querías quedar. Visitarte, solo guardame un besito más. So this is kind of an unusual one for me because it, I really, I when I first heard this, I was like, it just sounded like country music to me. It's such a, like a kind of country fi- feel, which isn't something that I totally, yeah, that I listen to much, but. Um, but I actually grew up in North Carolina. I mean, I've talked about this a little bit. And, you know, that did influence me in certain ways, even though my parents were, like, so not Southern, you know, like, obviously from, like, way farther South. Um, and mm-hmm. we didn't culturally have much Southern influence, like, in my home. Um, but, you know, it's like you can't really help but uh, 
pick up things from the people around you and like there were no yeah totally so I definitely listened to a little bit of country when I was growing up like Tim McGraw for example um I'm still like if I hear hilarious one of his albums (laughs) I'm like it'll definitely you know I know all the words but um but yeah I discovered this actually like two days ago um through a Spotify playlist called Amor Amor (laughs) no one's surprised that I was listening to that playlist I know I know oh my god I know I know something's never changed um and uh and I was super into it immediately I was like who are these people and like what is this sound um so yeah they're a Mexican kind of pop duo although like this feels mad country to me and I don't know I mean obviously there's pop that has a country feel but I just really oh it's totally country it's got these like slide guitar thing going on it kind of sounds like an old country duet like I'm thinking like like uh, like Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, right. like 1970s country duet. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that this is like pop music in Mexico, you know, that this is so popular. But um, yeah, they're pretty new. They started in 20, 2005. Um, so, you know, been around about 10 years or so. And um, they're, sis- they're brother and sister, which I think is kind of nice. sweet. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so, you know, the the song, the theme of this song is really really kind of like super sad which I feel like country music really does well um it's basically about how how everything ends (laughs) like everything comes to an end they use a lot of they use a lot of like nature metaphors um but so everything ends including love and so I think that's also like a very novella thing right like none of these none of these novellas end happily ever after right like somebody's gonna die or get divorced or be stabbed or something or other you know so it's like um it kind of reminded me of that of that feeling of that's just like intense yearning and sadness and, and also like a little bit of the recognition that everything, everything changes, everything ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've, I've talked on this podcast before about my love for old country, specifically mm-hmm. the old ladies of country, especially mm-hmm. Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Love her. Yeah. So I can get down with this. And yes, in terms of novela feels, like country has got you covered. Yeah. So seriously. much drama. So, so much, much drama. sappy. Yeah, totally. So yeah, you should So check many out. sad stories. These two have a bunch of good songs. I added like a few of them to my playlist when I when I came across them. So pretty big fan. And this I'm I, definitely interested. But yeah, I'm really excited about these two. Um and I'm, you know, I'm definitely feeling that like you know, I think there's something kind of Buddhist about this song of like impermanence and like everything, everything comes to an end. And I'm definitely feeling that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now in our current world. <laughs> so I think it Sigh. might be a, a good moment for some sad ass country music. Yes, absolutely. I think they're coming out with a bilingual album soon. I saw based on the some Googling I was doing. So it's interesting. Maybe they're trying to do some crossover. I mean, I think it would make sense because I don't know that much about country music in Mexico, but... It's mad popular here. So it'd be interesting to see if they, as Mexicanos, could mm-hmm. like cross over into yeah. the U.S. market. Yeah, totally. Although one of the like very classic um, women country singers is Linda Ronstadt, and she was Mexicana. Oh. A lot of people don't know that. No. But she's, she's in like English. A, a classic voice of country. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I mean, Texas. Texas, it's oh. hard not to, That's true. not to get into that territory. That's true. Yeah, and I guess there's definitely like some similar feel from like ranchera music and country music, right? So it's not that. Yeah. That divide is really not that strong. I think, yeah, I might be overstating. And I'm sure there's like 
particularly in like rural Mexico, a lot more of what might sound like country music to someone from the U.S. So it's not mm-hmm. an it's not a genre that I think you or I know much about. But um, but yeah, that's true. I mean, right? The border, yeah, definitely. the border is just an imaginary line, really. So yeah, real. yeah. All right, so my next song is less in the sad variety and more in the drama and scandal variety. Mm, nice. <laughs> it's called El Hotel and it's by Mr. Pelón 503. Ella me dice que me ama, que soy el que la llena de pasión cuando estamos en la cama y me dice que mis besos la llevan hasta el punto más intenso, que lo nuestro es lo más bello y que no hay nadie como yo. Que soy su preferido, pero la vez pasada yo le di el celular y en la pantalla aparecía un mensaje que al estar conmigo sin ningún remordimiento le mandó a su marido, le decía que lo amaba, que esta noche lo esperaba para darle en la cama lo que a él enamoraba y por mi mente pasaba como si fuera novela donde hay mucho amor, pero al final no pasa nada. Es que yo no comprendo cómo puedes decir que lo amas a él y que me amas a mí, como si el corazón So this is just a classic love triangle song yeah. slash love square. Maybe it's like about, <laughs> I think it's like about an affair in which both parties have booze. Okay. <laughs> but basically, Homeboy is like, I just can't understand how you're telling me that you're in love with him and you're also in love with me. Como si el corazón fuera un hotel. Y todo yeah. el mundo puede vivir ahí. <laughs> oh, which I think, like, honestly lacks a little bit of imagination on Mr. Pelón's part. Because, yeah. like, even if you're not about being poly and, like, in multiple relationships at once where everyone's consenting and shit, like, how could you not imagine having feelings for more than one person? Right. You I know? know? I know. There's a few, like reggaeton songs that have this kind of theme I'm like come on y'all yeah yeah <laughs> it's not yeah, that hard right I still <laughs> like the Pelong hotel is, dense. <laughs> is the hotel like a metaphor a little bit of like slut shaming yes it totally is yeah. it's like your like your heart just like can hold all these people and they're all right. in and out <laughs> right or not just your heart somewhere else That's a- right yeah totally totally what he's going for yeah um yeah but shout out to our poly listeners Live your best life. Yeah. Um, I can't do that shit. I barely have the emotional capacity to deal with, like, one person's romantic feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know what's going on. I think this is solid affair territory. I don't think yeah. there's anything honest about what's going on. No, I don't think so. <laughs> But it's a jam, though. It's a jam. And I knew also immediately that Perez was going to like it. I, like, listened to Mm. it, and I was like, this is a song that Perez Mm -hmm. would like. Yeah. (laughs) He texted it to you right away. Yeah. I don't think you brought... I was saying, I don't know that you've brought much reggaeton beyond, like, our reggaetoneras episode. I think, you know, there's been a couple things here and there. But, yeah, I was definitely psyched to hear reggaeton from you i don't actually know mr pelon i'd never um i'd never come across this yeah i'd never heard of him either i actually found him through um the remezcla spotify collab playlist they have this playlist called nuevo noise which is um a new way to find music for me i usually find music just through searching like i'll spend like time on soundcloud or i'll go to the various websites that cover music in a way i like and dig and find whatever i like um 
but this, uh, yeah, this playlist is on point. The thing is, I just like have a, a base mistrust for an algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I tried Pandora once in 2005 and I hated it. And I decided yeah. then that algorithms didn't work for me. Right. Even though I'm sure it's gotten so much right. better. It's been like 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. like that the Spotify playlist is like picked by humans. <laughs> Do you know, I have any idea what the 305 is about? Oh, no, the 503. Sorry. It, if it was, th- if it was 305, it would be Miami. But what's the 503 about? Right. 503 is about Salvador. So he's Salvadoreño. Apparently, he used to be a professional soccer player there. Mm-hmm. And um, he's focusing on the music game these days. And this one's a single. He's got, like, some albums out there. Um, but it's possibly off of an upcoming effort. Nice. But, yeah, so 503 is the country code for El Salvador. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. And pelon just means like yeah. baldy. Yeah, I mean, if you look at a picture of him, he's got a shaved head. Yep, yep. <laughs> so All right. maybe that's what it's about. He better not get a different haircut. It's pretty literal. I know. Now he's stuck. Maybe he's bald though. Maybe he doesn't have any hair. <clears throat> yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for this. I always love some new reggaeton. <laughs> no problem. What do you got next for us? So my next song is is uh, is by a reggaeton duo, but it's actually not a reggaeton song. Um, this is Me Enamoré by Ángel Hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo estás? ¿Qué te trae por aquí? Tanto que él me habló de ti Y es verdad Todo lo que me dijo es así Pero se le olvidó decir Que eres la más hermosa de todas las mujeres Que eres casi perfecta Pero que no lo quieres Se no sientes lo mismo Y aunque herirlo no debes Solo queda el cariño de una pasión que muere Yo sé que él es mi amigo Por eso nunca te hablé Pero hoy tengo que decir pointed out that the you know this song has more of like a sort of soulful I don't know how did you describe it um, I like, feel like it starts out as bachata and then it like gets a little merengue yeah you know yeah it's kind of just like a mix of a bunch of different things although these two guys are totally reggaetoneros they've actually gotten some flack for like doing more poppy stuff and supposedly mm, they're coming mm. um I think they're supposedly coming out with a new album this year and there was some stuff about how it was going to be more like back to their hard roots or whatever. Um, but yeah, they're from Puerto Rico. And this song is like, 
super novella. I mean, it's all like, I fell in love, okay, I don't know why, can't explain it. Maybe it's like the lies you told me. It was probably a bad idea, but it happened. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that must be it. Lies definitely is what makes me fall in love. (laughs) Well, to be fair, they don't say lies. They just say like, maybe it was what you told me, but I I filled in lies. Perhaps because... Yeah, okay, okay, got it. Perhaps because... um, I will admit that I started listening to this song a couple of years ago after a breakup in which I very much felt I related to this. <laughs> I was like, yes, mm-hmm. true. Like, why did I fall for this person? Like, I don't really know what happened. It was like such a bad idea. It was a very short, but very traumatic relationship. Yes, short, intense, wild. Yeah. Short, intense, wild, misguided, <laughs> all sorts of things. <laughs> So yeah, there's definitely oh, oh yeah, so many. So there's yeah, there's definitely a while where I like remember I can remember the feeling of driving in my car and hearing the song and be like, oh my god, yes, this is it. This is it. So luckily, you know, it was a few years ago. I'm alright, but um, but yeah, I could I could relate. So that's one of the reasons why the song got on my jams list. Um, it's from 2010. But yeah, you probably heard music by these two. Um, I think one of their most popular is Ven Bailalo, which is more of a reggaeton song. So good. Yeah, really good. So good. I don't think I brought it. I thought I was like trying to remember, but I don't think we brought it. So I, I realized that I my contributions to this, this episode have accidentally become all duos. <laughs> all three of the, the people <laughs> I brought were duos. Oh man, they are. Yeah, which I, I don't know. Maybe duos are like better suited for high drama because <laughs> you can have more I of like a... So. A back and forth. I don't know. It was definitely not intentional. It just, I realized it after I picked the songs. Um, and I've thought about maybe we should do a duos episode at some point. Mm, duets. There's so many. Yes. There's so many. Um, but yeah, this song, all the feels. I, there's nothing better than like having a really strong feeling and finding a song that like speaks to it for me. There's, yeah. Like, nothing better. No, that's really good. It's really good. Although sometimes I can find it destructive because if it's like a feeling that I need to be getting over, mm. having a song that really speaks to it makes me stay in a place that I shouldn't be staying for do longer, you, maybe. Do, do you really like, <laughs> do you really have trouble staying in your feelings though? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh my okay. God. I'm sorry. To call you out, but I didn't know that that was really. The issue I do have. have some feelings. Okay. I just I know you do, think but I maybe didn't... other people have more. I know, but I'm like maybe staying for you staying in the feeling longer is a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe. I, I think I'm of depends the on the feeling. I think I'm of the belief that like <laughs> I'm in the feeling as long as I need to be in the feeling, and it will go up when it needs to go. Mm. That's very mature of you. Maybe. Or like defeatist. I don't know. But I just like <laughs> at some point, it's just like, this is just the reality. This is where I'm at. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually it all passes like, like, like the Jesse yeah, and Joy, you know, eventually it all ends. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, speaking of being over, being in your feelings, why don't you give us your last song? <laughs> okay. Okay. My last song is called Volcan and it's by Ella Minus. Bailamos con él 
Okay, so I kind of admit that I ran out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> the songs about Novela Fields. Yeah. Not surprising. <laughs> I wasn't, yeah, I just like wasn't coming up with a lot of songs that I listen to that are about like feelings, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's just like not what I usually connect to in yeah. music. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that there's more that I'm just like not thinking of, but in this moment, I decided that. This was this is what I was gonna do. So I decided that novelas are dramatic, and this song is about a volcano that's gonna kill us all. So mm. that's pretty dramatic. <laughs> yep, it is. It's, Two it is songs dramatic. about feelings is the most I could do, y'all. Yeah. So then you had to go to the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, yes, that's very dramatic. The apocalypse is one of my favorite topics. Oh man. <laughs> But I also really just wanted to tell y'all about Ella Minus because I really love her. She's so lovely. She's this electronic music badass. And I just have such a soft spot for mujeres in electronica. And there's this Remezcla series that I really love about musicians with their gear, which I totally recommend in general. But hers, there's an episode on hers, which is great. And we can link to it in the blog post for this episode, but she talks about how she builds and programs synths. And that's actually how she came to making electronic music was through building synths and then like wanting to experiment with it, which is just so badass. Like fucking bow down and you wait. know including one of the synths that she uses in her setup like she built it and programmed it herself so wait what's a synth <laughs> a synthesizer it's just a thing that makes noises and it's it's a machine that makes noises wow. like sometimes it's a keyboard sometimes it's set up differently wow. um so she's like a computer she- geek yeah, yeah. Damn. And I just think it's so important to see that. Like Bjork a while back did this interview about how uh, writers, music writers always assume that men that she works with are the producers on her albums, right? Or mm. that if there was a man involved in producing, that they were the sole producers instead of like co-producers. Like that happened to her um, mm. with uh, Volnikura, with Arca, and like, you know, like Arca is amazing. He's a Venezuelan electronic musician and yeah. producer and a total badass, but like has been making music for not very long. Like he's young and Bjork has been at this game for like a good three decades now. And it's just mm. like ridiculous, right? That people will just make that assumption because this dude's a guy that he must have been like the sole producer of this album when Bjork's yeah. been producing or co-producing her own albums for like 30 fucking years, right? right? And she talks about how women need to just fucking take pictures in front of their mixing boards, in front of their synths and just like make images of them producing. But it's so hard for people to believe that women are responsible for making electronic music. And I wanted to bring Ella Minas to be like, this mujer is badass. She's doing it. She's making it all. And she fucking built her synths. And she's talking about how a volcano is going to destroy us all if we don't dance with it. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I feel like this is kind of Buddhist too. <laughs> you know, it's like you have to sort of meet your a enemy. A little bit. You got to like meet your enemy, you know? Yes. Yes. And it's very uh, timely. Also, got to meet your enemy. We've got to live in the moment. Be present. Yeah. So lovely and so beautiful. Uh, Anyway, this is from El 
uh, Ella Minus's Grow EP from last year, 2016. Uh, she has a new EP coming out in February called Adapt, and those two are part of an EP trilogy that she's been working on. The first one came out before Grow, and it's called First Words, and it's also super beautiful. But I can't wait to hear Adapt. The first single off of it came out um, recently, maybe a month ago. I highly recommend it. She's great. And thank you for letting us do a whole episode about feelings. <laughs> oh my God. No problem. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you. I need to connect a little bit more sometimes. So here we are. There we go. I made it through two songs. <laughs> yes. I yes. made it through two songs. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, well, this has been another episode of Radio Manea. Here we are. Thank Keeping you on. so Keeping much on. for listening. Yeah, we appreciate you. And uh, and as always, if you can give us a review on iTunes, it really helps us out. So we appreciate all of you who have given us really lovely reviews. And we just like love hearing what you have to say about this project. So Yes, we love them so much. And if you're interested in information about the songs that we played today, as usual, they'll be on our website. And um, along with a few of the things that we've mentioned we're also on all of the social media lugares. Well, mm-hmm. not all of them, but we're Most on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. So look for us there. Say hi. Yep. We respond. We love you. All right. Cuídense, amores. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.